0: You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast. Presented by The Daily Goat. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, happy Friday. How we doing? Oh my God. Another
1: week. Another NFL show. But... On the side note, I do have the answer to your three, or technically three week long question of uh the Michael Rubin, uh, oh the
0: Portugal Michael Rubin party. party, yes.
1: All right, so number one, uh, I kind of cheated. I have six. Number one is Charlie slash Dixie Demilio. I want to ask them how they feel about getting famous off of TikTok, and I feel like Charlie's a uh, pregnant Loki, so I uh, and ask her that. Number two, James Corden. I think you got canceled, and that's why he. Uh, left his Tonight Show. So I want to ask him that. Uh, number three, Leon DiCaprio. He's a legend. So there you go. Number four, James Harden. So I just want to ask him how fat he is. I saw a video. I don't know if it's real. Like, he's getting pretty fat. And number five, Kevin Hart. That's the best person that's not a football player on that list. That technically was not about football. I don't want to name any like Tom Brady or OBJ. Kevin Hart.
0: I I like the list. I mean, I'm not a Kevin Hart guy personally. Thank you for answering that. that. Really? No, I don't like Kevin Hart. Of all the people you mentioned, Leo Leo DiCaprio would be number one. But yeah, shout out for you to answering that question three weeks old about Michael (laughs) Rubin's July party. (laughs) Love it. But yeah, I mean, to answer my own question that I asked you, I would probably go Leo DiCaprio. You have to put Tom Brady just because Robert Kraft. I know it's all athletes. I suck. Jason Tatum. Then let me give you somebody else. It's not Emily,
1: Emily, Emily Chaster
0: Yeah, I would go with Whoa. her or Kim Kardashian. One of the two. There you That's go. That's what I would go with. Uh, you know what? Michael Rubin would be another one because I'm just curious. Like he's he has his hands involved with a number of different things. You know, he used to own the Sixers. He's involved with the Fanatics. Like it feels like he has his hand in so many different pies. Like he has all these parties and all these friends like everyone loves him. You know, I just kind of want to ask about him, like how he got to where he was, you know. Or how to get on that list? Yeah, for real. Like, how did he kind of... Like, it felt like he went from zero to 100 real quick. But maybe I'm crazy and he's just been always there. But yeah, shout out to Michael Rubin for that 4th of July party. That All right, every what is it? Yeah, every year. Yeah. Well, this is the second or third year they've had it. Damn. Yeah, he every was on, he was hour on hour another year. podcast talking about it. I was like, jeez. Interesting, right? All right, Peter. So I figured it was probably justified to start off with some NFL stuff this week. Hell yeah.
1: Oh, boo. Next week. Next week. Next
0: week. And that's a good segue. That's a good segue, Peter. So before we start talking about this week's NFL action, so next week me and Peter are going to start our divisional breakdown, our third consecutive divisional breakdown. We're going to be starting off with the AFC West and NFC West. We're going to give our win totals or over under, breakdown the AFC West and NFC West. So get your – Get your DraftKings app open, Peter. Let's do this. All
1: right. Let's see. Uh, probably one of the best shows that we do.
0: Yeah, I like it a lot, and I feel for me anyway. It's it's one of the biggest, like we'll call it whatever, four or five consecutive weeks where it's heavy football, and we try to get it right, and we'll see how it goes. So I'm excited for that again. Divisional pre divisional breakdowns next week. All right, but this week's NFL action, Peter, the the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes finally reached its end, reached a conclusion, and DeAndre Hopkins signed with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he agreed to a two-year deal worth up to $26 million. I'm sorry, up to $32 million with in- incentives, uh, but it's really a two-year deal worth $26 million. So Hopkins does land. He's going to Tennessee, Peter. What do you think of the fit with Hopkins and the Titans? No, I mean, they
1: they were a big favorite, other than the Patriots, obviously, but that doesn't really surprise me. He did get more money than I thought he would, but, like, he's got a cash in his, like, mid-30s or early 30s. Playing with Brian Tannen, although that's a yikes. Unless you play with the uh, absolute god, Brandon Carr, will love us, but I think he's going to start next year. But, I mean, good for him. I mean, Derek Henry must be happy. They're not going to stuff the box. Every single time, and they have a reputable receiver now. I mean, sure, and is fine, but this is a Titans. So I don't have any high expectations for them, but good for him.
0: Yeah, so it felt like the wind was kind of going towards this direction. Uh, the odds ha- sort of changed at the end of last week, and there was rumors swirling that the Tennessee Titans offered more money than the Patriots, and Hopkins was going to go to the best. He was going to go with the best money, regardless of where it was. It could have been Tennessee, New England, Cleveland, Detroit, whoever, you know, Tampa Bay, whatever. You name any team. He was going to whoever offered him the most money because this was his one of the last, probably the last big chance he had at getting a big money contract. And again, it wasn't as big money as a top 10 receiver gets paid, but I think the money was probably just as I expected around $13, 14000000 million a year. He got less than Odell Beckham Jr. got, which. To me, anyway, a little bit of a, an issue with that. You know, Odell Beckham, who I do like, he didn't play for 18 months, and he's making that absurd amount of money in Baltimore. He's younger, but, though, isn't he? He is younger, We're so here. I think that – yeah, he is younger. But, again, he didn't play for like a year and a half, and Baltimore was willing to give him all that money. I guess that's what happens when you, they need a leverage against Lamar – leverage for Lamar Jackson, I should say. Uh, but, yeah, he ends up in Tennessee – I still don't think that really moves the needle for the Tennessee Titans. I don't want to kind of give away how I feel about that team, but I don't think adding Hopkins gives them a significant jump in the AFC South. It does help Traylon Burks from a fantasy football perspective because I think he would get less double team now. So if you're a fantasy guy, I think that probably helps Traylon Burks. And the Titans kind of are in the situation because they didn't want to pay AJ Brown a couple years ago, and they look they might have had to. Draft uh, Traylon Burks in the first round and now give DeAndre Hopkins a contract in his early 30s. We'll see if it works out for the Tennessee Titans. But it doesn't really change my overall feel about the Tennessee Titans as a team. And I'm going to push back on the argument that DeAndre Hopkins picked Ryan Tannehill over Tom Brady. Because the quarterback play had nothing to do with it. It was all about the money. It didn't matter if you were the quarterback in Tennessee. Or Peyton Manning was the quarterback in New England. He was going to Tennessee because of the money.
1: Fair, fair, I guess. Had to, had to get, get that off my money.
0: chest. Had to get that off my chest. But uh, speaking of the Patriots, let's bring it back to them. Uh, should the Patriots have matched that offer?
1: I mean, absolutely. They need, well, Devontae Parker is fine, but like, they need a true number one receiver. He would have just fit right in. If you're not giving money to Devontae Parker, that doesn't need it right now, and a slew of other special teamers and whatnot. I mean, they can obviously uh, sign him. And uh, the Boston media is—they're gonna resign Mac Jones, right? That's why they're saving all the cap room.
0: I uh, Well, Mac, I don't think Mac is their primary focus because he still has a couple years left. Like they still have to give him his fifty-year option. So, Mac uh, Jones's problem isn't for a couple years, but they do need to resign guys like Michael owenu, Kyle Duggar, Josh Uche, uh, Hunter Henry, Mike Geseki are both free agents at the end of the year. Uh, Kendrick Bourne's a free agent at the end of the year, if you want to bring him back. So a lot of their, you know, a lot of their roster isn't under contract past 2023. A lot of their, I should say, important pieces of the roster. So that's why, in my opinion, they're they're sort of saving that money. But I agree with you. They should have matched that deal. Uh, I think they desperately needed DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not a believer in Devontae Parker. I don't know if he can stay healthy. I love Kendrick Bourne, but how is he sort of in terms of being on the same page with the team. Is Juju Smith-Schuster healthy? Is Tyquan Thornton going to stay healthy? You know, the Patriots receiving core has a multitude of different question marks. And I think DeAndre Hopkins would have kind of inserted himself as that true number one receiver and put those guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker back to kind of where they should be. Because Devontae Parker is not a number one. Juju Smith-Schuster is not a number one. So DeAndre Hopkins would have put kind of where they should have been. And I think the Patriots missed that opportunity. They should have matched it. They should have eclipsed that offer if that's what it takes. Uh, look, I'm not saying DeAndre Hopkins is a top five, top ten receiver in the NFL anymore. But he can still, look, draw double teams, draw coverage. And I still think he can be an effective receiver. And I think he could have been good enough to be a number one on this team. And I think it could have been a difference maker between a pay- making the playoffs and not making the playoffs, in my opinion. So I, I do think that's substantial loss for the Patriots. I think they should have matched it for sure.
1: I'll be pissed when they sign Dalvin Cook, when they uh, don't, you know. When they, I don't think they're
0: going to sign Dalvin Cook either.
1: Really? I mean, I hope they don't. They're I'll really tell don't. you who
0: they're going to sign. They're going to sign Leonard Fournette. They worked him out the other day. They had interest in him a couple years ago. They brought him in on a free agent visit. Uh, they almost traded for him when the Jaguars were going to trade him. Yes. So it's clear Bill Belichick likes Leonard Fournette. If you want to go a step further, when the Patriots visited the Bucks, I'm sorry, when the Bucks visited the Patriots and that, Last Brady game. Uh Leonard Fournette had a long conversation with Robert Kraft on the field for like an hour, uh, if I remember correctly. So they're a big fan of Leonard Fournette. I don't know if he has much left in the tank. I think he rushed for over 600 yards. He did have close to 60 catches last year, last year, but I don't think he has much left in the tank. Dalvin Cook is clearly a better option than uh Leonard Fournette. But again, if you're gonna if it's Leonard Fournette or nothing, I guess I'll take Leonard Fournette. Back. All right, Peter, any other uh, DeAndre Hopkins takes here?
1: I mean, no, not really. I mean, he's probably going to be a top 25 receiver. I want to draft him eventually.
0: You do? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not opposed to that. I like Hopkins. I'm, I'm, I'm not
1: opposed to him side of Tennessee. Different. for
0: you, you can't be opposed. You have to. Peter, you have to be all Tennessee.
1: No, I'm not all Tennessee no? until when it starts.
0: Okay. It's
1: good right Ryan Tano. And Malik Willis, if he ever touched the
0: field. Holy crap. Malik. Yeah, who knows how that kind of quarterback. So Tannehill is going to be the starter in week one anyway. We'll see how far along he gets. But, yeah, that quarterback two spot, that's going to be interesting to see. Is it going to be Will Levis? Is it going to be Malik Willis? So that should be interesting. Uh, all right, let's transition to some other news in the NFL. So the deadline to sign uh, NFL – to uh, extend NFL uh, franchise tag uh, – guys that got the NFL franchise franchise tag has passed. And the main story here is the running back position. Uh, Saquon Barkley of the giants, Josh Jacobs of the Raiders and Tony Pollard of the Cowboys. They didn't agree to deals before the deadline for NFL franchise tag. Uh, and they're going to play on their franchise tag. They can't agree to uh, an extension. So um, there's been a lot of rumbling. So it's, it, it kind of goes without saying, but all three of those guys are running backs and, and, A lot is being said about running backs being paid in the NFL. We see how far and how quick NFL running backs kind of fall off the page. Uh, Of course, there's a couple outliers, guys like Derrick Henry, uh, guys like Adrian Peterson, um, maybe Alvin Kamara is another one. There's been guys that have kind of exceeded their expiration date, Christian McCaffrey. So Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard are all going to play on one-year deals this year. Um, do you think any of them are going to sit out? Saquon Barkley has been chief among them, very vocally unhappy. He kind of went on another podcast and he was like, you know, F the Giants. If they don't want to pay me. I'm willing to sit out. And we all know how important Saquon Barkley is to that New York Giants team. So do you think any of those three guys, Pollard, Jacobs, or Barkley will sit out?
1: If I, if I had to pick, I picked Barkley. I mean, Barkley is in my opinion, like 10 times the more important than Daniel Jones, I think he is like seventy five percent of their offense. So the Giants will obviously miss him at the end of the day. I mean, Tony Pollard probably will just because of his ACL injury, but that's not his fault. Josh Jacobs, I don't think he was number one running back last year in all fantasy football, but I don't I don't see him uh keeping that up. I mean, just it's the running back position. Running backs aren't important. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Zeke was drafted like, 2016, and he's not even on a team. Yeah. So that, You don't give him the second contract.
0: The shelf life for these running backs are very, 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 very thin. And I agree with you. I wouldn't pay running backs big money either. Well, there is some exceptions to the rule. Guys like Christian McCaffrey, for example, because he can affect... I know he has injury problems, but he can affect the game as a pass catcher and between the tackles. These guys we're talking about right now, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard. While Pollard can be an effective um, pass catcher, uh, Barkley and Jacobs are more kind of runners than pass catchers. Barkley can as well, for sure. Um, But I I think he's more known as a runner, and I think the Giants probably hesitated because he had that knee injury a couple years ago. So I don't think Pollard's going to sit out. uh, He's making like $10 million in the franchise tag. That's more than he, and I forgot what. When was Tony Pollard drafted? He was what a mid-round pick, if I remember correctly.
1: He was like fourth round, twenty nineteen, eighteen.
0: Yeah, fourth round, right? Yeah, he wasn't in. He wasn't in the early rounds, so. No. He's gonna take his ten million. He's gonna play and kind of go from there. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I do think he's likely gonna play, but I could see the Raiders trading him. I could see him as a trade candidate. I don't know what the footing is between him and Josh McDaniels. The Raiders kind of sold some of their pieces uh, this off season. They traded, of course, Darren Wallard. Uh, moved on from some other guys on both sides of the ball. Could they move on from Josh Jacobs? It might not sell well, but I could see Josh McDaniels considering it. Uh, I think he considered it last year. Uh, one thing that I won't forget was the Hall of Fame game last year. Uh, see, Peter, I remember weird things. Between the Raiders and the Browns, which I, of course, watched because that was Josh McDaniels' first game as a Raiders coach in the preseason. And Josh Jacobs started the, started the game. He was the only starter starter on both sides of the ball to play in that game. And my antennas quickly went up and I said, look, Josh Jacobs might get cut. He was coming off a disappointing 2021 season. And I was like, maybe the Raiders are going to trade him. Now that couldn't have been further from the truth because Josh Jacobs had a career season. Like you said, I think he won the rushing title and he was just franchised He's going to make $10 million this year. So I do think the Raiders are going to play it out and probably let him walk at the end of next year uh Saquon however I agree with you I do think he would be the guy to sort of move on I should not say move on to sort of uh sit whether it's sitting in training camp whether it's sitting preseason games and even in regular season games I don't rule that out I think Barkley would be the one to do it on that list and I, I think he's the most important of that list so Peter between Pollard uh, Barkley and Jacobs how would you rank these guys in terms of uh, order of importance for their teams
1: so uh, 1A with a bullet is Saquon Barkley, and then I've I moved Jacobs even down to like four or five. And then Pollard, I mean, you see Dallas just in a year and year out, it doesn't even matter who it is. Derek McFadden, obviously DeMarco Murray, and Zeke, am I'm sure I'm missing some people in there. But like, they can uh, use any running back, and they can get 1,000 yards. I don't know if Zach Martin is going to uh, hold out, and that might be a problem for the running backs, or just their team in general, but. Hard is definitely number three for the bullet, and then Barkley is number one, and then obviously
0: Jacob's number two. Yeah, Barkley in my opinion is clearly number one on that list. Clearly, uh, due to the fact that like if the Giants lose him, uh, you you look at how their team is constructed. I don't know if Daniel Jones is capable enough to win games without Saquon Barkley behind him. Uh, I think we all saw what the Giants were able to do. They won a playoff game. They were effective. And I think a big reason why was because of Saquon Barkley. Now, look, I'm I'm like you. I'm not the biggest running back guy, but you take away Saquon Barkley from the fold, and all of a sudden, things look a little bit bleak for the New York Giant offense, despite the fact that I like Brian Dayball a lot. I don't hate Daniel Jones, but I just don't think he's good enough to sort of elevate, especially in that NFC East division where the Cowboys can put up points. The Eagles, of course, just won the NFC, uh, and I think the Giants could be due to reg- due to regress if Barkley is out. Uh, Between the three of them, number two, in my opinion, would have to be Josh Jacobs because of the fact, I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be healthy enough. We've seen time and time again that he's not able to get through a season healthy. And I think if he's not, they're going to need Josh Jacobs to be effective. I think that's clear. So I go Josh Jacobs too. Number three, I love Tony Pollard, Peter. You know, I've been talking about Tony Pollard for like a year now, but I do think the Cowboys, they have some weapons, they have some offensive versatility in which they could probably survive without Powered if they're able, if they'd have to. Um, but I do think Powered is going to play. I don't think he's going to sit out. But CeeDee Lamb is a huge, huge, huge difference maker at the receiver position. They acquired Brandon Cooks in the offseason. He'll be a big difference maker. And if the Cowboys offensive line can get back to where it was playing the, the last couple of years, then I think they should be fine. So that's how I would kind of rank them. Uh, we'll see what kind of happens with those three running backs. I think that's a huge, huge storyline heading into training camp, Peter. And the last thing I want to talk about in the NFL here is training camp storylines. Uh, NFL training camps are all going to start next week. Um, and look, it's an exciting time and we're not going to do a show until training camps have already started. So it's kind of preview training camp, Peter. So I'd like you to name three storylines. You're kind of looking forward to paying attention to or paying, paying attention to see unfold. We're going back and
1: forth. Or going on three.
0: You can name your three.
1: Number one, obviously, if the Jets are gonna meet expectations or not. Obviously, there's a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers and company to do well. I and mean, just to see if they can either A win a division, B win a play- uh, playoff game or C even make it to the Super Bowl. Number four, uh four number two is the 49ers. Uh Trey Lance is gonna start, Brock Purdy is gonna be healthy enough to start even uh the Jets quarterback well, X Jets and X. Ex- Carolina quarterback which Sam Donald was on, That'll be an abomination. And then number three, if uh I'm mean, only stole it when uh DeAndre Hopkins, if my boy Will Bo Levis will take the number two quarterback spot when Malik Willis, because I have to root for him, and yeah, I'm an investor invest in the Titans. If I like it or not. Yep. Patriots, you should have drafted them. Oh.
0: I remember he was sitting there the first couple of rounds, and I was like, "He's sitting there," and I
1: was like, "Oh my god, it's actually gonna I, I
0: was like, "No, no." I would have bought it that day. I know you would have. I know you would have. I, I
1: just for the meme, not even just like just a roof one.
0: Yeah, no, it's, that's that it was it, that'd be the equivalent of like the Patriots and they drafted Mac Jones for me. Like that, that's like that was the equivalent. So sorry, Peter. My number one. We were just talking about it. Saquon Barkley, in my opinion, he's the number one storyline. How is the Giants offense going to look without him? Does he report? Does he not report? It doesn't look like he's going to, but I think the future of the offense without Saquon Barkley is the number one storyline. Number two, you kind of already hit it. Aaron Rodgers in the Jets. The Jets are on hard knocks this year. How is, how is Aaron Rodgers going to look in this new Jets system? Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? That's a fascinating story. That's right up there. Number three, I'm surprised you said it, but the 49ers quarterback situation, I thought that was a good one, Peter. I'll give you another one after, but uh, yeah. Brock Purdy, he's rehabbing from an injury, and reports suggest that Sam Darnold, he had a great mini camp that he outplayed Trey Lance, and a lot of people are expecting Sam Darnold to get first-team reps in training camp over Trey Lance, which is crazy to even suggest that after Trey Lance, of course, was picked third overall, and Sam Darnold's kind of been a castaway on two teams now, that Sam Darnold could beat out Trey Lance in a quarterback situation. You know I like Sam Darnold, so you know I'm rooting for Sam Darnold in this. But, you you
1: oh, listen. I have him in fan or dynasty Lance. I swear to God, if he gets beat up by Sam Darnold, you'll see might, him on the just before even the season starts. Just out of split,
0: he might because it's apparent that Kyle Shanahan has liked him for the last couple of years, even going back to when he was drafted. So I do think Kyle Shanahan's quarterback system is quarterback friendly, and I do think Darnold could probably get you can probably get the most out of Darnold than anyone else can. So. I, I wouldn't be surprised if to beat the one. I really wouldn't, I, as crazy as it says. Uh, number four, I'll give you a fourth one because you kind of said, I don't want to kind of overlap with you on all of them. Uh, Bryce Young, right, number one overall pick in the Carolina Panthers. How's he going to look? Uh, is he going to kind of take that quarterback one role by the horns, or is he kind of going to go in there laxadaisical and sort of get beat out? Now, he's it's not a true quarterback competition, but I am curious to see how Bryce Young is going to look. And then, of course, tear rid of the biases here. Mac Jones and the the few Bailey Zappi supporters are left.
1: Yay, Bailey Zappi. Go, Bailey Zappi. Yay. Screw
0: you, man. I will say, Peter, this is this is disappointing for me to tell you, but obviously you won't be at Patriots training camp this year. Uh, and I, I'm going next Friday, so a week from today. Uh, and from the original crew, Peter, that we used to go, I don't think anyone's going, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah.
1: tj alvin is not going
0: to train, no to no but alvin wasn't the ori- see I, I was talking to oh. justin about this the original Man. crew was me you evan justin, justin and goldberg justin's out evan's out goldberg i'm goldberg's tbd he's questionable so i'm going with tj of course um seth who we've had on and uh car of rough in the basket that's that's the crew now yeah isn't that kind of crazy that the original crew is is done. Our training camp crew. We had some good times. Right. The OG crew. one one
1: one uh, mission? I guess if you see Matt Patricia anywhere on the sideline, anywhere, Matt, he's gone. I Remember,
0: he... he went to he went to the Eagles. Oh wait, real. Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that.
1: All right. Well, find a guy Tell him to drive. Uh, in, anywhere, I guess. I don't and don't know give who... me no guy either.
0: I don't know who my guy's gonna be. Like there's always a guy. Yeah, it's not gonna be Malik Cunningham. That's Noah's guy. I don't know who I'm gonna I don't know who I'm gonna kinda root for. Cause you know every year we've kind of had we had Austin Carr, we had Braxton Barrios, we had we had oh it was the kid that the quarterback. Seventh round pick from LSU. Oh. I
1: have no idea.
0: Danny Etling. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Danny Etling, yep, that's his name. Kevin yep. well. Uh who Yep, who else were kind of our guys?
1: It's usually a wide receiver.
0: Yeah, or I know. Tight- I don't know who it's You know what? I, it's going to be that kid from LSU, that booty kid. Oh, yes. yeah, the second that's, round. That's who it's going to you know, be. Six round pick, yeah. That's who it's going to be. Or Demario Douglas, the other receiver they drafted. One of the two. It's going to be that. And the other side of the ball, uh...
1: No, no, no. Find that, a cornerback. That right. Moppe
0: kid. That Moppe kid they draft in the third round from Sacramento State. It's going to be him. But I'm going to miss you, Peter. I'm going to definitely miss you. We'll we'll see how many autographs. We'll put the, the autograph count with over under 0. 0.5. Why?
1: Wow, TJ will be there. We'll
0: get one. Oh, you think? You're taking the over. Yeah, we'll, okay. okay. All right. We'll get, one. All right. sure. Who we get? one. Who are we getting?
1: Uh, I Somebody on defense. Uh, you might get like Judon or something.
0: Judon? Oh, my God. No way we get Judon. No way.
1: Wait, really? No way.
0: Yeah, there's no shot. We're going to get – last year, TJ got Robbie Anderson because oh, it was yeah. a joint practice, remember?
1: Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Like and We got uh, we got
0: LeBron Le Ray. He was the other one, the, the defensive tackle from Alabama. He got cut.
1: He's the first-round pick cornerback. Christian
0: Gonzalez? Yeah. That's you your him. prediction? All right. Yeah. Roll with it, Peter. We'll see how it goes. So you're the only thing that's... I remember
1: was uh, Jake Farrion was there, not with us, but like with us. And uh, he got a tower to sign his high tower jersey. That was like five years ago or something. stupid.
0: Damn. We'll see how it goes, Peter. I'm pumped, though. I'm pumped. I will miss you. I will send you pictures and all that fun stuff. But it's never going to be the same. Never be the same. And you know what yeah, I was right. talking about? I don't mean to get on a tangent here. We don't even have to leave as early as we used to leave back in the day. Why? You went last year, didn't you? Remember we got there? Yeah, we went right there left the, like, but, we get there so early, and like we, there was nobody there. But back in the day, when they were winning Super Bowls, we'd get there wicked early, and we would be in the back of the line still. I good. Peter, I, this is crazy. I, I plan on getting there at like seven fifteen. Dang. Everyone. Yeah, like seven seven fifteen. Honestly. Yeah.
1: Writers were sort of there for like half hour at some
0: point. You know what I mean? Because I don't think it's going to be as busy as usually. Yeah, is. probably not. You're probably right. We'll see. I'll get off of our me and me and Peter's personal attachment to Patriots training camp. Uh, all right, so yeah, I already skipped it. Dolphins, cool.
1: Oh, I'm skipping. Skip. He's you know who's going? to?
0: Get this, get this, before I, I switch gears here. Car, right? He's going to New York. Uh, I forgot why he's going to New York. Um, but he's actually I don't know if he's visiting family. Or, he's going to Jets training camp for a day. Uh, so yeah, oh, maybe maybe oh. he'll end up on hard knocks.
1: In the back. Oh my. Car, if you're listening, and if not, like text him for me. Like, do anything, you, like even run on the field, you'll get an r for sure. You'll get arrested, yeah, so he,
0: he said he was going to start like a a, uh, a Patriots chant or something like that. Or he was he said he was going to do something. So we'll have to, like, uh, let's just see. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that's going to go. But yeah, Car's going to enemy territory. So shout out, Car. Uh, all right, uh, let's switch gears to NBA. Peter, to end the show last week, I said. If Jalen Brown isn't uh, hasn't agreed to a Supermax extension with the Celtics by the next time we record, then I will be officially worried on panic alert about Jalen Brown. And Peter, as we record this Thursday at 5.35 p.m., Jalen Brown has not yet signed his Supermax deal with the Celtics. Um, but there has been an update on it. Uh, so I, I, I'm not officially pressing the panic alarm. My hand's on the button, but it isn't fully pressed in. So, reports suggested that uh, Jalen Brown is overseas uh, with the NFL, with the NBA Players Association, and the Celtics are going to re up in their negotiations once he returns back from Europe. So, with that being said, we're going on like day 20 of Jalen Brown not agreeing to an extension with the Celtics. So, I am worried, but I'm not panicking yet. So, Peter, that goes without being said, but why isn't there a deal yet? Do you believe that there is a problem, or do you think it's kind of. Um, with the new CBA, and they're kind of structuring it in which maybe it's incentive-based, maybe it's a 50-year team option, a 50-year player option, maybe he's taking less. Like, What do you think it is, if it, if anything at all?
1: All right, it might be a problem. I mean, it's not a trade thing. Maybe he's just busy with his MBA PA thing and making schools in Bonal, but I mean, I don't think it's a problem because the Celtics can offer him as much money as they want. I don't think they're gonna offer him supermax. That's probably why they're like he wants a no trade, even though like it's not possible. I heard, or like something like that, or like he wants someone of the teams to make me no trade. I, I don't think it's like personal. I think it's just in the contract. He'll sign eventually. We'll all get worked out. I would not guarantee you next week, like you said last week, but. I, I don't I'm have any. do
0: that again. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't have any. Maybe he takes it. Maybe over I right after we end his posture.
0: I would love it. Oh, I'd be psyched. But my thing on it is he's going to sign, right? He's not going to pass on that money. Now, the question is, are the Celtics offering him that money? And I think that's the one thing that you kind of pause and wonder. But I agree with you. It is going to get done. feels like it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when, not if. Now, if we're sitting here the week before opening de- opening tip-off and he isn't signed yet, then I will be officially worried. But then I'll officially hit that panic button. Like I said, now my, my hand's on the button, but it isn't pressed in. I, I, I will say I do think Jalen Brown does want to be here. I know there's been a lot of rumors that suggest maybe otherwise. I think the Celtics do want him here. Celtics have invested a lot in Brown and Tatum over the last couple years. And to just trade Jalen Brown at this point in time, would really kind of cut them short and really limit their window. Now, if things don't work out with Jalen Brown in a year or two, then I could see them trading him. But right now, I do think they're fully invested in Jalen Brown. And maybe, in my opinion, I think the probably holdup is Brown probably wants a fifth-year option, a fifth-year player option, and the Celtics don't want to do that because it kind of gives up some leverage. And they're kind of butting heads on that. That's what my opinion what the what the kind of holdup is. Doesn't feel like much of an issue, but... It's the NBA, and I think it is. So, that's my take on Jalen Brown. I think he'll be resigned. I'm not going to make an official proclamation, but I'll say in the next two shows, he'll be fine.
1: Oh, next two shows, all right. He's
0: not next two shows. Sh- next two shows is when I'll, I'll go with it. Uh, all right, Peter. Let's move on to some MLB talk. So, uh, last week we kind of talked about uh, the MLB kind of trade deadline. We kind of went in depth about Shohei Otani and what would the future of uh himby so um let's kind of start off with that peter uh so the los angeles angels have kind of went on a little bit of a tear here uh post all-star break i believe they're on a four-game winning streak if i know if i remember correctly uh they're 49 and 48 right now they just swept the yankees they're above 500 and i think they're a game and a half now out of the wild card uh if that sounds actually no i don't think they're that uh close what are they three games out i just had it pull it up hang on peter
1: Four
0: and a half. I'm sorry, four and a half games out of the wild card. So their head is bobbing. They're kind of alive now. So the deadline is until August 1st. But do you think the Angels should be buying, not selling?
1: No, I mean, I feel like there's... I mean, the Yankees are still up there. Seattle's still up there. Red Sox are still up there. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, Dylan. Um... Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of teams in front of them, and even, like, a Tampa or a Toronto or a Houston, God forbid, like, the skids. I mean, they're, they're all still ahead of them. They're still in a wildcard spot. But, like, I don't think they're going to go anywhere even if they do make the playoffs. I mean, it'll try, probably just a first-round exit or even if a miracle happens, a second-round exit. And you can get anything you want in the whole world for Shelly Otani. So, like, I, I would do it.
0: Okay, well, you're, the Angels are in an interesting situation, right? Because if they move on from Otani, it's obviously catastrophic. And he's probably going to leave in free agency anyway. So they're kind of in a difficult spot. Now, I think if I'm the Angels, you got what, 10 days till the deadline, right? 11 days, maybe 10 days when this comes out, I guess. I see how I play the next week and I kind of go from there. If the Angels, let's say, what if the Angels win four more games and they're on an eight game win streak? Does that change your opinion at all or no?
1: Not really. I mean, you just want stuff for Mike Trout, even if it's as sad as that sound. I, I don't know. I mean, they got to fix something, them. They got to get more prospects. They got to get pitching. They got to get Rendell out of there. Team's a mess. I mean, even if they trade Owatani, I, I know that's a pitcher. They won't even get any pitchers back. I feel like we've been talking the same drum for like ever since I was alive. They just have no pitching ever, ever, nope. even with Owatani. Ever.
0: I remember, I forgot what year it was. Maybe it was 2019, 18, when they gave that big contract to Anthony Rendon. Everyone was shocked. I think it was 19, It was whatever it was. It was fresh off the Nationals, winning the World Series. And I remember sitting there, I was like, why wouldn't they just acquire a pitcher? I forgot who was a free agent at that time. But they elected to pay Rendon over a big starting pitcher. And it didn't make too much sense to me. I was like, why would they elect to do that when the pitching's kind of been the real issue for the team? And they continue to kind of neglect on that front. And it's a substantial issue for the Angels, and it has been for a long, long time now. Uh, and I think that needs to change. And maybe if they elect to move on from Otani, they try to attach Rendon's contract. But the issue is you would probably get... You'd have to find a team that would want to take Rendon's contract. Now, if I'm a team that wants Otani, I would say, screw it, I'll take Rendon in a shitty contract whatever. Uh, especially if you're in a pennant race. But... Yeah, the Angels are in an interesting situation, interesting spot. So, again, Peter, we're 10 days out from the deadline. As of July 21st, 2023, is he getting traded? Is...
1: Yeah. What did I say last week? I don't know you said the said yeah. You okay. said yeah. Yeah, all right,
0: cool. Yeah. I'm still saying no. I said 65% chance no. I will say no. I think the Angels hold on. Listen, as long as they're off
1: the Yankees and you said not to the Mets, really don't care. I want them in October
0: true. Uh speaking of the Yankees, Peter, let's talk about them. The Yankees are struggling, Peter. Uh, after being heavily favored to win the American League East, uh, the Yankees right now sit at the bottom of that division, Peter. They're 50 and 47. Uh, right now sitting at the bottom of the a- AL East. They're four game They're I'm sorry, they uh lost four games in a row. And right now they are actually out of a wild card situation. They're three and a half games out. They just fired their hitting coach. They brought in Sean Casey. Uh, he was a former, I think he was an well, MLB Network analyst, whatever it was, uh, and he also was a player, of course. Uh, so Sean Casey is now the hitting coach, and the Yankees have struggled. I don't know if they've won a game since they have hired him, to be honest with you. Uh, Aaron Judge continues to be out. Rendon's getting shelled. He got shelled in Anaheim. If you're the Yankees, Peter, what do you do? They're kind, of, their backs are against the wall. They can't really sell at the deadline. Cashman and Boone, they're kind of feet, their feet are at the fire. They need to win, so they need to be buyers. What do you do? You know, I get Otani
1: and celebrate and shut the hell up, which they probably will. They're going to squash, I think. I mean, it's, I saw a stat that's like 1905 or 1925, since the last thing they finished last in the ALE, which is absolutely insane. So I, I don't think they're going to do that. They're going to go out, everybody's fighting, and it's just going to be that whole game. Today. And no, I'm not biased, Dylan.
0: I tell you what, Yankees. They need to be. They need to make a big splash, right? Because when Judge has been out, I think they have like a four hundred winning, uh, four hundred winning percentage or something like that. And who knows when he's going to come back? He's dealing with that toe or foot injury, and it's pretty severe. I think if you're the Yankees, you do go in on all on Otani, like you just suggested. Uh, but I also think pitching is an issue as well. I I think the Yankees have a lot of different holes, but I do think lineup would probably be number one. Uh, their hitters have sh- struggled. Tremendously, but I, Rizzo, so. I mean, Anthony
1: Rizzo, you're killing
0: my fantasy team. So Rizzo's been awful, you're right. Uh, and they've just, look, I thought they were gonna win the division, I didn't like them as much as you did in the in when we were picking. I believe you had them in the World Series, right?
1: Oh, I have them lose to the, the oh, no. yeah. Just, so,
0: I had, I got okay, yeah, the no, that's good, that's much. I mean, I shouldn't laugh, I had the Blue Jays in the World Series, so uh, I at least they're ahead of the Yankees, so I'll, I'll take that. Um, but yeah, the Yankees need to be buyers. I don't know if they're going to turn it around, but I don't think they're this bad. They're two and eight in their last ten. They've lost four in a row. And I don't know what you do from here. I really don't. They've struggled on the road. Tell you what, they get the Kansas City Royals up next. They need to win against the Royals, right? Tonight. I think they start a three game stretch at home against the Royals. They need to get kind of their stuff together and beat the crap out of a twenty eight and seventy Royals team and then kind of go from there. Last thing I want to mention on the AL East, the Baltimore Orioles, the Baltimore freaking Orioles are tied with the Rays uh, for the AL East right now, as we currently record this, the Rays are on a little bit of a slide. They lost four in a row, They're three and seven in their last 10 and the Orioles are hot. They're eight and two in their last 10 and uh, they play a big, big series starting uh, as we uh, they played last night in Tampa Bay for the AL East lead, a three game set in Tampa Bay. Are the Orioles for real to come out of the American league? How
1: about the American League? now. they're for real, though. All their prospects. This is what uh, Baltimore did like five years ago and tanked 120 plus losses. I mean, this is what they get. Uh, Anthony Rushman and everybody else. But yeah, I mean, I think it's still a year too early. I think they're going to be like Astros for a, a while next year and beyond. I mean, Baltimore's is a good spot, even if they don't win the East. I don't think they are. I think the Rays or Blue Jays even. But Next year. I'll be the top. Huh? They're gonna go far. They're gonna win a War Series, I think, the next like five years. or
0: that? That Orioles team is loaded with young talent. I agree. But I do think they're on a little bit of a hot streak. I don't think they're gonna sustain it. I think the Rays do end up winning that division. But I don't think the Blue Jays are necessarily out of it either. So uh but yeah, I'm not as high on the Orioles as everybody else seems to be. Look, they're a fun story. They're gonna make the playoffs, they're gonna make a wild card berth, in my opinion. And now maybe they went around. But the one thing I give them credit for is that American League is very wide open, right? You look at it, the Rays are extremely well, uh, well orchestrated. I'm hitting, pitching, bullpen, you name it. They're unbeatable at home. They're like 35 and 15. Uh, the Blue Jays, we'll see, they're underachieving. The Red Sox, we'll see, the Yankees underachieving. You look at the A.O. Central, the Twins. Uh, they feel like they've kind of taken a real stranglehold of that division. I still don't. Bu- I don't buy them. I don't believe in them. You look at the A.O. West, uh, the Rangers lead that. DeGrom is, of course, out. I know the Rangers are hot. Avaldi's pitching out of his mind. He might win Cy Young. <laughs> he might win Cy Young, you're right. The Astros, they are only four and a half out. I'm sorry, the, yeah, the Astros are only four and a half out. They're still in it. But I, as we kind of, we ranked the A.O. teams a couple weeks ago, and I would rank it the same as the way I did before. Uh, I would probably go, like, Rangers-Astros-Race. That's yeah. how I would kind of go with it. And I, I feel the same as I did a month ago when we first did it. Any other baseball uh, discussions, Peter, next week? Uh, well, I'm sure we'll get into some more uh, MLB trade deadline news and rumors. And I'm sure we'll get some more Otani rumors swirling. Who else? Anyone knows?
1: Two weeks, expect a Han Boone exception. Yeah.
0: The Red Sox going to be buyers or sellers?
1: Roughly <laughs> buyers. only buyers.
0: Anyone you like?
1: No, uh, they need pitching bad. And if uh, Hein Bloom tries to sell me on her sale and Trevor Story coming back as their acquisitions, I will uh do something bad.
0: Look, I agree with you, I'm not a Hein Bloom guy either. Uh, I, I will say I think they're gonna be buyers, but I do think they're gonna sell. Like, I think they'll acquire a player, but then I think they'll trade a guy like Adam Duvall. Like, I think they're gonna kind of walk the line that they did last year or the year before. Remember the, the Kyle Schwarver, um. A deadline. They added Kyle Schwarver, but they traded off a couple of pieces as well. It's going to be like that. I agree with you. They need starting pitching. Bayo's a stud. I know he just got Sheldon Oakland, but he's a stud. Paxton's been pitching extremely well, uh, and we'll see what happens with the rest. You know, Crawford's been all right. Can they get Whitlock back? I know you just mentioned Sale. You can't count on him. A guy I'll kind of mention, I don't know if this team's going to be a buyer or say a seller at the deadline. How about Marcus Stroman. I don't... Uh, no, so we, I mean, they, they are should be sellers. Six and a half out in their division. Yeah, they, they should in the be wild.
1: sellers. I yeah, I don't
0: They are... Yeah, they should be sellers, I guess. They're six and a half out in the wild card as well. I think if yeah, they're that sellers, makes... Marcus Stroman makes a lot of sense. What Does he have, what, a year left on his deal?
1: Talk is a year <laughs> left. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Let me look at his contract. Hang on, because he's been having a very good year. Uh, and I think he's somebody that could be that number two or number three in the rotation for years to come. He signed yeah, they- two through twenty twenty three. Uh, he has a player option at the end of the year. So,
1: yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, he's gonna twenty one million dollars. Uh, no, you know, he's had a great year. He's gonna opt out.
1: Yeah, so uh, they won't will- option.
0: <laughs> but if the price is right, they might. Because if it's if he's a rental, then the value won't really be there. Yeah, I don't know. They gotta do
1: something. They
0: gotta get a picture or something. I like Stroman a lot. I'm sure there's other guys that we're not even mentioning, but Strowman's having a great year. Uh, he's ten and six, 288 ERA. I would I would go for Strowman. if the price is right. He feels like somebody that you could probably get and sort of not give up your top tier prospects. Like you're not gonna have to give up like a mayor, uh, or anyone kind of like that. So that's somebody that I kind of like. We'll see if that that happens. Uh, all right, Peter, I believe it's your turn for five questions.
1: Five questions, not about football. Yeah, no football. know, football, yeah, not yeah, really. Yeah. Football. All right, number one, we kind of talked about this before. How hyped are you to see Awfulheimer? We've seen that on Saturday.
0: Yeah, so I'm seeing it in IMAX uh, tonight, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm seeing a 1030 showing, so it's three hours. I'm not going to get out of it until 1.30, man. It was like the last one where we could get like five, five or six seats. Oh, yeah, IMAX. There's not many IMAX theaters around. I think there's like three in like the Northeast or something stupid like that. So I'm looking forward to it, Peter. I'm pumped.
1: My right, number two. Well, all right. I'm going to technically do six. One B. What's the correct in order to watch Barbie and Off 100? You watch Barbie first, Off 100 first. If you're going to watch it in one day.
0: I'm not into the. I don't understand that. I'm lost on that trend, but I would probably go Barbie. Well, they they, off, they both come out tomorrow. No, I know I understand that, but like I don't understand why people want to see, Bar- like a lot of people want to see Barbie. Like it feels like they have different audiences. Barbie and Oppenheimer, they don't have the same audience, in my opinion. But I would go Barbie, Oppenheimer if I had to do it. I guess. Right, number two, uh,
1: technically two. Uh, your thoughts on the writer strike?
0: Sucks, man. It sucks. It really does suck. Uh, there's a lot of dip- talented writers out there trying to get paid, and it feels like a lot of the different uh shows movies are going to be delayed and that sucks from a consumer standpoint as well so sucks all around strikes suck
1: you get yourself together it makes Nate uh talk in the twitter trip shop by himself you know you know yes, <laughs> number, number three do you get anything for amazon prime day i got roasted for getting a crockpot on those sides
0: why do, oh yeah for, of course you get, yeah yeah you you have you're getting new stuff of course um
1: yeah. just was like why would you buy that at Amazon? Was you know, seventy like percent all You lost.
0: Okay, you answered your questions. No, I didn't. And second, like, I I get I, I got to start asking you questions about five questions about your new place. I got to start out. That's gonna be my job next week.
1: You'd ask you some questions.
0: So yeah, I did not though.
1: I'm yeah, in a couch tomorrow.
0: You don't have a couch.
1: No, it's
0: what are you on? I'm waiting, I'm waiting to get delivered. Not nothing. So wait,
1: what? What do you all my on? My table. Wait, what?
0: What do you sit on?
1: My dining room table.
0: <laughs> oh my god. No, it takes a while
1: though.
0: That's so funny. Oh man. Hey, what like it is like this. And
1: it still isn't. Oh well. Alright, number four. I don't I know if I asked you this. What's your death row meal?
0: You have asked me that.
1: Oh damn
0: it. I I, I vividly remember that.
1: Alright, number four. If you uh had to... what's your worst food of
0: all time? The worst food I've had? Hmm. Yeah, don't say like uh,
1: snails or anything. Just, you definitely find out, don't,
0: don't say what? Like snails or something you haven't done yet. So. The worst food I've had. The first
1: one that comes to mind, I guess.
0: Okay. Uh, when we went to Vegas with Matt, that awful burger place.
1: Shout out. Screw you, Matt. Ah, actually, that's my fault. Why do we pick somebody that doesn't eat red meat to pick burger place? And number five, I saw a funny TikTok. About this, if you could Google search one thing, if you were set in the two thousand twenty or thirty, and you're like just dropped there, and you could Google search one thing, what would you Google search?
0: What year was it? I'm sorry.
1: Twenty thirty.
0: And I could Google search one thing. Yeah. How much is get? How much is gas?
1: <laughs> how much is gas?
0: Good. I don't know. I started uh,
1: TikTok on it. A boyfriend was like, Yeah, I'll just look up like a Super Bowl winner so I can make a million dollars. Oh, so yeah. Oh, how
0: did I not think of that?
1: And the girl was like, Yeah, I just thought I'd look up if one direction's back together. Yeah, forget, guys.
0: forget, forget the gas thing. I would ask about,
1: yeah, like so an MLB winner ask, or a Yeah, yeah
0: that, that's what I would ask about. 100 movies, that sort of stuff. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I would, you're right. I would not ask about gas. You're right.
1: All
0: right, All right Peter. Well, Thank you for asking me the five questions. Uh hell of a time, hell of a time, of course. And next week, as we said, when we were talking about the NFL portion, we will break down the NFC West and the AFC West. Very, very exciting. I think both of those divisions are very intriguing, of course. Uh, we'll see what kind of, I don't want to kind of give away any uh, thoughts on both of the divisions, but of course, the Chiefs coming off a Super Bowl win. Uh, and they're defending AFC West champions. And you look at the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks, Came out of nowhere last year. Uh, the 49ers, of course, with Brock Purdy down the stretch. So that division is exciting as all hell. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll have some MLB trade deadline stuff as well. And, of course, maybe some Jalen Brown news because that's going to be the new DeAndre Hopkins uh, sweepstakes. So where's Jalen Brown going to be signed? I need to replace it. So, All right, Peter, and, uh, I'll let you know how Oppenheimer is.
1: Yeah, me too. And, uh, Matt, I mean, if you're going to talk to Matt, I assume he's going with you, tell yes. him will uh, wake up. Start to make graphics again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I you're do. right. You're right.
0: You're right. I gotta. Yeah. You're right. Next week's Matt's back on the clock. I'm gonna Here see Matt go, a lot. Man. Yeah. I'm gonna Here see go. Matt a lot. I mean,
1: that's, that's gonna be uh twenty three weeks of uh graphics. There you go, Matt. You've not been doing it forever.
0: No. He. Yeah. He might get the college football one off though. So he might get a break there. Whatever. Twenty three or twenty four.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Kid could have been fired by now. Nobody would even know. All right. Everybody, stay hot.